If you were drinking and driving and almost killed your kids or someone else's kids, would you feel guilty? Well, let's talk about why guilt might be a wasted emotion. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, on that depressing. I know note. the intro, but, it, but I hope it got you because this is a very serious topic. We're going in today and talking about guilt else? and shame. What, what, what else do we have to tell them about this particular episode? It's our last one of the year. Last one. I'm like of sad face and you're happy. I'm happy. We I do, need a break. We y'all. need a little bit of a break. But yeah. yeah, don't stop listening. We are going to take a break until after January for the holidays. But obviously, these podcasts teach us so much. So continue listening because I know I will. I'm still trying to get my lessons, even if we're not in the studio talking about it. Absolutely, as you should too. So we encourage you to keep listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sit Down. I mean, Super Soul Conversation, but Super Soul Sit Down, we will resume on January 6th. So thank you guys so much for being here and welcome. Let's dive right into this episode. So we're talking with Ayanla Van Zandt. Um, Oprah has a conversation with her during life class and they have three women that they basically are interviewing and we've got some pretty heavy topics here. But the thing that I love most about this is it's it kind of brings up a little bit of controversy. Is guilt a wasted emotion? So that's kind of what we're talking about here today. Let's dive into our notes. Um, and you guys will want to stick around because we have some good news and gossip. We've got our super soul poll and our own your soul moment. So it's a packed show. But hey, Lee, what did you think of this show? Okay. Because okay. <laughs> we were talking before and you were like, I think I have, I'm going to disagree a little bit. Were you talking about with Ayanna? Well, yeah. or what was, what was interesting is while I listened, I felt like I completely agreed with everything that she was saying. Mm-hmm. She had me. And then I started thinking about it more. And I'm somewhere in the middle, so I wouldn't say I fully disagree with what she was saying, because I definitely think that dwelling on guilt, she talks about how things are serving us, how is that serving us Correct. in a positive way. And right. what I did like is she said everything serves us. To, we Every single thing we do does serve us in some way, but the question is, is it in a negative or positive yeah. way? So I would say to hold on to guilt is clearly a negative movement in our life, but I don't say I don't think I'd say it's necessarily wasted because I do feel like acknowledging guilt is how you acknowledge you feel bad about something you did wrong or a mistake you made. And I think that's kind of, you know, they say the first step is admitting you did something wrong is to me, that's that first stage. But then just being able to learn from it, move forward. And like she says, to take responsibility, to then make better conscious you know, different choices. So I think I'm somewhere in the middle because of that. I don't think I'd say it's completely a wasted emotion. Yeah, I totally understand. For those of you who don't know who Ayanla Van Zant is, she's an inspirational speaker, a lawyer, a new thought spiritual teacher, author, um, life coach, television personality. She's known primarily for her books. Um, her talk show for Ayanla Fix My Life, and of course her appearances on the Oprah Winfrey Show. I think with this I really, I've always liked Ayanla Van Zandt, but I think with this one, I was like, okay, I need an Ayanla in my life. Because yeah. she's very, the way she's like a story, what does she call herself? A story interrupter. Like when that woman was saying things that did not so much serve her or, you know, sometimes we have to be halted in our tracks. Like, girl, that ain't certain. I'm not even going to let you finish. Mm-hmm. I'm a story interrupter. Like, how is that? Sir? You know, she's very harsh, but sometimes you kind of, I know I kind of need that. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a tough personality. So I love how she speaks because it's with love, but it's very cut and dry. Um, Well, she almost 
cuts out the negative thoughts before Correct. someone can get that deep into yeah. the hole. You know what they say about just manage your self-talk, and she doesn't even let them get to that point. Which is nice. But in the nicest way. Yeah. yeah, because energy permeates the environment, and you mm-hmm. don't want that. If we're all in here talking, you know, and we're trying to heal and move forward, and with her being a therapist, pretty much. It's like, yes. what are we doing? You're yeah, why are we doing this? Time. Yeah, we don't need to do about that. So the way I likened guilt, this kind of became very personal to me because I think about my relationship with God. And I was raised in the church. I was raised in a Christian church. And I know that a lot of us that are a little bit older now have a lot of discussions about guilt and shame because in the church, they almost, they, whatever. She does say it's ungodly. It's ungodly. So I related to that because God forgives. The second we acknowledge and put it out there and say, like the way we were taught, like God doesn't we are punishing ourselves at some point. God's not like whatever. But that moment that you were saying, like when you recognize you did something wrong, to me, it's called conviction. So you have that moment and you offer it up with either forgiveness or changed personality or whatever it's going to be. You call it a day and you let it go. But it is very ungodly, you know, yeah, to harbor. hold on. Yeah, I agree. And I we got into some really deep stories. Amy, the story of, like you said in the opening, drunk driving it's, mm. you know, if you see someone who almost killed their children Gosh. because of a getting behind the wheel drunk, if you were to think that this person feels no guilt, you would probably be pretty upset, you know? But you, is that part of the problem? That's that's the thing. I think, especially she, she said herself that she didn't want to release this guilt because she was afraid that meant that she didn't care. And she Correct. almost didn't want to release herself from the punishment because she was so afraid that it would mean that. I don't think she felt she was worthy of the forgiveness, which I honestly can relate to. I feel like I would really struggle with just being like, it's okay if I were to do something like that. But I felt like the people in the audience were very receptive and really kind to her by saying, the one woman in particular standing up saying, I don't even know you and I already forgive you. And the great point she made about, you know, your kids probably forgive you already. And what are you doing to them now to hold on to this energy? Because this is you know, you think you're trapping yourself, you're trapping your children with this too. Yeah, I definitely think with everything that they present here and everything that we talk about on this show, it asks us to make a shift in our thinking, which I think we can do. And I think it's general consensus to say, you know, if she didn't feel guilty, we'd be looking at her some kind of way. And I do think that might be part of the problem. Like, that's not the way God looks at us. And I like the other woman that was talking and she was like, you know, we're all human. We're this and that. And Ayanna was like, no, talk about yourself. You're human. You make mistakes. And it, we are human and we do make mistakes. But to be able to acknowledge that in a face of responsibility, one, almost feels like punishment enough. Two, I feel like that's literally the only way to get to actionable solutions so that something like that doesn't happen again. Right. And the the whole point of them saying you know you almost lost your children but you didn't you get a second choice that was really powerful to me because I that goes back to sometimes I think we don't think we deserve the second chance so it feels weirdly better to hold ourselves down and just say no you don't deserve this feel guilt because it's almost like you know justifying this but just like you said the punishment you do to yourself is almost bad enough that's what they even said where you know most people don't realize the punishment's already there but I think if you know your soul and yourself and you know that this is not something that you would choose to do clearly she was three years later in tears she's still very much affected by this as I think most of us like-minded people would be but it is choosing to let go for the greater good of being better and 
um, the whole cancel culture thing really bothers me. God, I think that me too. it's it's hard because I I think there on there's some things in life that I think are horrific and it would be really hard to just forgive someone. However, I think if someone really tries to do everything in their power to show they've learned, give them that chance at least, at least hear them out before you just write them off. Because if we can't mistake, if we can't make mistakes, then how are we going to ever, you know, learn? We need people to accept us when we try and do better. Yeah, but that's the problem. We don't have the right. If I make a mistake, you don't have the right to judge me. But And that's the problem. Like, we're judging ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if we can release the judgment from ourselves then we would be able to, I feel like, love people more. It's that because full circle. Hurt it people, really, hurt people yeah, it's like, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up about the cancel culture because it really, it bothers me too. I feel so, it's like, dang, I immediately start to think of myself like, dang, she can't even say what her opinion is in this moment. It might change, she might grow, it might, or it might not. But why, I have no right mm-hmm. to judge this girl or man, you know, off of, You know, something, and I would, I, God, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. It keeps us small. Like, I don't want to be tiptoeing around. Exactly right. It keeps you caged in, essentially. Yeah. When we see these celebrities that go off the railings and do these crazy things, I kind of get it because if you feel like you can never make a move without some magnifying glass on you telling you what you're doing wrong, I can see how you get to the point where you're just like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I can because I can't win with you people. So I'm just going to do what I want. So, I do think if as a society we were more forgiving, and it doesn't mean give a hall pass to everyone that does wrong, right. but let them speak, let them try and be better. And if they yeah. don't want to be better, then okay, then you're going to get what you kind of are asking for to a degree. But yeah. I think at least let's the correct culture and some of the other stories that we were talking about is you were you were saying Ayanla. Yeah. Why do I struggle with that so bad? You it's were unique. Saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Unique like her too. Yeah. You were saying the way she comes across and how you liked her bluntness. And mm-hmm. I wrote that down too. I said she really goes all in and <laughs> she she cuts people off when she gets the warning signs that it's going into negative talk. And yeah. she chooses what she takes in and what she wants to listen to. And she's very combative to excuses. She just yeah. doesn't want to hear them, which I think is the way to be. And yeah, I think we make excuses all the time. We do. Right. And sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. That's why I like, yeah, her no nonsense approach. Cause I, I want to be stopped in my tracks like that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, Oh, so this is the thought I need to get rid of. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stop me. I don't want to keep repeating things that don't serve I me. I think I've maybe <laughs> said this before, but Maria, the after buzz founder on her podcast, better together. She talks about shouting no, whenever she feels her mind going to that dark place. Yes. And I did it. And it, honestly works because a you laugh because you feel ridiculous uh-huh b you just cut yourself off you don't let yourself go there so sometimes i drive and i picture a car accident and i'm like nope no 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 no, get that out of my head so yep. like, no you're gonna focus and you're not if you if this is a warning that you are distracted in whatever way like let's focus and I think yeah. same concept of any negative thought. Shout no out loud if you want to. Yeah, I, I'm always like, nope, sh- shut up. That's my mm-hmm. thing. Nope, sh- shut up. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, nope. Thought sh- concept sh- I like too, where it's like, okay, that was one thought. Now let's try again. Yeah, and when you were saying that about the car accident, it made me think if we are so consumed and in our minds full of thoughts and things like that, like, how are we going to be able to hear our intuition? Because you're not going to be able to tell the difference. Like, some things might be a warning of you know, beware, there might be, you know, Mm -hmm. caution ahead. 
But if you're just constantly thinking about, you know, accidents and negative things and all of this, like, I just feel like it would convolute the messages of our intuitive spirit if we're constantly thinking that way. I think that's where yoga really comes into practice, too, where they Mm -hmm. say the hardest part is to silence those voices so you can hear what you are actually saying to yourself, which it doesn't seem like it should be that hard, but it's really difficult to weed out those distractions. And I do think that's where not allowing ourselves to release guilt comes from because we are hearing this voice that tells us, no, you don't deserve forgiveness or, you know, this means you don't care. It's all of these mixed messages. So it gets really hard to choose. And then I can also see how that would spiral you to start drinking or start turning to other substances to try and drown out the sounds. And then really you're making it so much louder and so much more confusing. But you asked me what I thought about guilt. What did you think about her whole concept? I mean, I'm a hundred percent. I feel a million percent on the same page with her. Um, Before I share that about guilt, sorry, you say good things. And I think about things to say after (laughs) it. So the voices in our head, I always love to bring up that we are not the voices in our head. So if you can't silence them, look at them like little homies on the couch <laughs> just that I one's talking that. Yeah, and yeah. that one's talking and they're just talking and you're listening like and shut up yeah you're <laughs> just you would never let your friend be like oh my god girl you dating him again he did this so you want that and go on and on and then the second he calls oh my god girl he's so amazing you'd be like girl i love you but you're gonna have to stop talking well, now <laughs> and just the way we speak to our friends hopefully is it's not like that always like you got this like i'm so <laughs> yeah. confident that any of my friends like you lose your job it's because that wasn't right for you. But if it were to happen to me, I'd be like, oh, I'm a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get into anything again and I'm never going to have a life. But yeah. I can see it so clearly to someone else of like, yes. no, this is actually a really good thing for you. And I don't know. Why it's a good exercise but... to pretend to be the observer. If you can't quiet your mind, let it talk because it isn't even you, which is a weird and thing. But childlike thing where they say, talk to yourself like your best friend, but talk to yourself like your child version have i told you this before yeah like speak to your look at a picture yeah actually do it yeah say would you be mean to this girl and no and so it's like all right so why am i mean to her now yeah me and uh, a couple friends of ours we put our childhood picture on our screensaver so we were always Mm -hmm. reminded of like that sweet girl um but definitely when it comes to guilt i'm 100 percent on board with it being a wasted energy because i've felt it and dealt with it a lot that's why i kind of shared you know, with Christianity and some of the things we live in the church, like I love Jesus, I love God. It's not that um, I'm relationship over religion anyway, but I would notice how guilt made me feel. And it was so bad. I know it's ungodly because I know God wouldn't want me to feel like that. That's why forgiveness is so important. The forgiveness he gives us and the forgiveness we're supposed to give other people. So it's one thing to be convicted and have a moment like, to identify, dang, I'm feeling crappy right now because I know I shouldn't have did that. But then that's where the solutions they were talking about come in. Acknowledge it, forgive it. If you can make amends, like clean up your side of the street with it. Cause that's pretty much all you can do. Feeling bad about it. I used to feel guilty about a lot of things and I don't have it that hard anymore. Cause I'm just out here really actually trying to do my best. So how do you think you had that realization that holding on to the guilt wasn't helping you? Cause I didn't feel good. I'm all about the way I feel. I'm such a feeler. I think we all are. But you know when you feel, I, I was feeling weighed down. Yeah, just feeling weighed down. Like, 
I did this. I basically, it essentially felt like beating up on myself. Mm -hmm. And like you were just saying, like talking to your inner child or your younger self, like I would never, I would never look at a five-year-old and sit there and be like, I can't believe that you ate that cookie before dinner. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to have sweet. You're just, I can't like, and then the next day and then the next day and the next, can you, what would it do to that child? Think of treating yeah. a child like that. That poor thing would grow up probably with a hunchback, head down, sat like I couldn't take the energy anymore. And I had to dig and figure out what that was. And it was guilt. Guilt mm -hmm. is also a weird thing because if you are feeling guilt, that to me really shows you the kind of person you are anyways. Because if you're really a terrible person, you don't give probably, a damn. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that process in your mind wouldn't ever even happen. So. It's true. I think it speaks to your character in general if you recognize I don't, even physically, feel mm -hmm. good because of the choice I made. But that's when you say, okay, my past doesn't define my next move. It yeah. teaches me things, but it's I choose now whether I want it to dictate my next step. Yeah, and she, so she put here that acknowledgement of the thing done, um, asking for forgiveness from yourself or the person or doing something to make amends. So I think that's perfect. But I wanted to share with you guys what they said, the difference between shame versus guilt. So she was saying that mm -hmm. shame um, there's some, is the notion that there's something wrong with who I am and I can't do anything about it. That's a deeper issue. But guilt is there's something wrong with what I've done or am doing and I'm feeling guilty about how I think or what I did. So just to kind of put out there the contrast between the two. I would have loved if she got into shame just a little bit more, but I do think mm -hmm. that that's a much heavier topic. It's, they're all really hard to... I found myself going back and forth with my thoughts, but what I really did like, and you speak about religion and your relationship with God, and I really... What hit me and kind of stopped me in my tracks to have this okay, this is this is where I understand you fully, is when she said, give yourself permission to be okay. Who's going to win, God or the ego? Ooh. So when I thought, who would I let win, it seems like a no-brainer. Because whether I, you know, whether my classification is whatever in the religion, I do believe in God. And so to me, I, I would always want God to win. Yeah. So it's like when you put it in that, sometimes <laughs> things just need to be said in a certain way and broken down and simplified really to say who's gonna win god or the ego and i think when we when we think of our ego we think of it's like i'm the best but ego can also be just your reputation in general whether you think highly or negatively yourself that's still the ego yeah the ego she was saying that the ego wants to be punished um or wants to to punish you so i felt so bad for the woman because i i the one who got in the car accident with and you know almost killed her children it, I can almost picture and feel her having a moment of joy and being like, uh-uh, don't get too happy. You remember what you did. Mm -hmm. And her saying that that's what the ego is and ego stands for edging God out. That's, it is, it's such the perfect analogy and contrast to really see like, the, regardless of any religion and whether you're like nature, universe, God, whatever you use, still it's not a punishing nature. Like I'm going to make you pay. It's not the nature of it. That comes from comes us. Back to just believing in ourselves that yeah. we're not these messed up humans that we all have a purpose. I'm going to give a shout out to Steph Sabra, who actually works at After Buzz. She said the coolest thing to me, where she said she was just thinking about people in general and how we're all different and how you you have a nose, I have a nose, but yeah, <laughs> like we're we're all different. Yeah. And she said that humans, every single one of us, are miracles when you really think about it. And I never, you know, they say a child is a miracle, but I never thought about because each person is so different and unique, we are all 
singular miracles. Yes. And when you really think about that, it's like there's got to be, and this could lead me on to like watching documentaries all night type talk, yeah. but there's got to be more to this life and our purpose and why we're here. Because otherwise, why not just be an army of all the same robots? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, absolutely. Why, what's the point of being all different if each one of us doesn't serve our own purpose? Yeah, absolutely. And then I love um, here they said a lot about giving permission. So we might just need to give ourselves permission to be and feel like miracles. And the validation to say it out loud, I think, yeah. has a lot of power, too. When, when she made her repeat, I'm allowed to be okay so many times, I almost felt like, you know, uh, I didn't do what you did, but I'm right here. I'm allowed to too. be okay. That is powerful. You I even with you saying it, and yeah, I'm hearing said, I it. I give feels myself good. permission. Mm-hmm to make mistakes yeah. and to be human and just even breaking down that wall, saying mm. it out loud, even you feel it's just like, it's okay. And like I said, the next choice dictates your character. Not, I mean, right. I don't know. I, it's, it's that weird balance. Cause I don't think if, if there's someone that has killed so many people, then yeah, I'm going to judge you based on your past. Yeah. But, you're not, you're not invited to the Christmas party. <laughs> right. But if you are trying to, be better. I don't, I don't know. It gets, it gets tough. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I know what you're saying. I I get, I get where you're the, the struggle that you're like the fine line of it all. I think the motive and the intention, because you know, not to say a murderer is a good person, but what if they were protecting their family and that's why they did what they did. Correct. Something. Yeah. We only see this much of the story, but we don't understand that it all comes from love in their minds. Yeah. We all just have these different interpretations of what is right and wrong. But I think at the end of the day, we all just want a happy ending to our own story. Yeah. And shoot, a happy now, the ending. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be happy right now. I am happy right now. Um, but it, I do like what she said about the choices. Like, she didn't say it like this, like, we're only as good, like, not we're only as good as our next choice. But basically, like, if you can intake the information from what you just went through and formulate it to make a better decision, then you are all good. Like, that's fire right there. That is amazing. Well, it's just taking in what you're learning and putting that into the future. So good. These lessons are not just floating around for no reason. There would be no point in going through experiences if you're not going to apply them to your next move. Yeah, she shared this... um... She shared this, uh, what do you call it, a quote with Byron Kate, and that kind of stood out to me. Um, if you argue against reality, mm-hmm. you will suffer. I wrote that down, too. Yeah. Now, that was really good because I argue against reality a lot. And that's I what they call anxiety, to too. Yes. Just saying that, why do we feel anxious? <laughs> it's just because, simply, we want the situation to be different. Yeah. That right there, even if you ju- if you don't get anything else from this... If you argue against reality, you will suffer. You could you could eat on that for the next two months, <laughs> to be honest. Like, that is a lot to unpack. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I just... These things are such simple concepts, but how much time do we probably spend fighting against reality? Too much. Fighting against our own thoughts and wanting to feel a certain way. Or things to be a certain way, and then we start to ask questions. Well, if they're not this way, what am I doing? What am I not doing? How to... And then that's when that whole spiral happens. And I think you can feel guilty for that too. Like, oh, this didn't happen for me because I didn't work hard enough. You know, I'm not doing this. Maybe, you know, you guys know how, you know how your inner voice goes and it can just take you into another space. But I definitely think between that quote and like guilt, it has everything to do with like how we treat ourselves and how we function. Um, What did you think about the woman, Vicky, who I mentioned 
a little bit before how she said, you know, this is going to affect your children and they probably yeah. have forgiven you. Do you agree with that? You think that energy yeah. would, the kids would start to pick up on that, whether they knew where it was coming from or not? Yeah, well, they're learning from you. So you're showing them regardless, kids are their own individual self, but as parents and any adult you have them around, they're always looking up to you. And you're teaching them that this is what you do. So now when your daughter turns 16 and does something silly, like she's going to punish herself the way she watched you punish yourself or with the mother that, um, you know, with the car accident, you, she might make her kids feel like, well, dang, maybe I should be mad then. Maybe I should hold this over my mother's head. If my mom is, then I should exactly. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I definitely think it was really nice for her as a mother and a stranger to say that she forgived her and then also remind her that, like, your kids are watching. They're if here. If you were in the mm-hmm. audience listening to Amy's story, do you think you could have reacted as quickly as Vicky did to say that just from this five... What was weird, like, ten minutes into the podcast at this point, right. do you think you'd be able to forgive as quickly as she did? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? I, I don't like... I absolutely... Because I, I don't want to watch people sit in pain. I don't want to say for no reason... Because I do find value in the acknowledgement of the wrongdoing, but sitting in it breaks my heart. So absolutely Even not. I forgave her the moment she started talking. The brokenness in her voice is it. just like, I want her to live so bad. Like, live. like. That's the thing about energy. And I was going to say, there's this face-to-face connection that I don't think. That's what's so cool about being able to step outside of your phone. And as much as technology has given us, it has taken away a lot of that real connection. And to see a person, like you said be so broken you connect with them and we as listeners felt it through the podcast so I can only imagine what it must have been like in the room and to talk about on Oprah that is the ultimate confession beyond I mean that's almost the ultimate I believe that she feels shame if she's gonna admit this on for the world to have opinions about but I'm I'm hoping that the reception she got in the room is similar to how other people on the podcast feel and she does because I, I worry a little bit that yeah she gets this great advice from Oprah and you think if she can't take it from Oprah who's gonna who's she gonna take it from but right. I do hope these women aren't just saying what they wanted to hear but really do believe that and whether it means staying in therapy whether it means daily practices I hope that they can truly get to the point where they forgive themselves and for me I think it would really kick in knowing that okay I punished myself enough but now I'm gonna punish my kids by holding on to this I think that would sit with me the most yeah I think it's all about tools and language when we have the tool that's why I think it's great to open ourselves up to these discussions thought leaders inspirational speakers podcasts and things because tools and language are very healing if you don't know better how do you do better and I could hear her unwinding in the podcast by listening to Oprah Niyanla speak because it doesn't seem like she's been exposed to the thought ideas of she like, obviously she did not think that not feeling guilty was going to be a good thing for her or else she would have been doing it. But in order to give herself permission, it took a certain language. I give myself permission to be okay. Even she said when she started crying, Oprah was like, what is it that we said that made you start crying and broke you open in this way? And it was that permission. So without that language and then the tool of the action, I think that's all we're really missing. That's why I encourage I love doing this podcast. I love doing this show. I love listening to things like that because that's all we need is the language and tools. If we have that, I think we can undo this thing. And how cool is it that she's been struggling with this for three years and in five minutes 
she got to this breakthrough where yeah. on one hand I'm like, wow, you wasted all this time. But then I totally get why that was such a struggle for her. But isn't that kind of insane that Yeah, but she'll be a testimony for someone and, else. In five minutes. Yeah. Just the right language. And it's also a really mind blowing concept to think that what are the first things we learn as human beings? How to breathe and how to talk. And why is that still so hard? Gosh, but are, do we learn how to breathe or we just breathe? It kind of an is thing. Well, yeah, I guess, the, yeah, right, we don't even learn. Yeah, but now it's I like, feel like I have to learn to take deep breaths. And this it's is that not, unlearning. not something I planned to have to reteach myself or to right. control what I innately know. But isn't that crazy? Like it we, is. Communication is one of the first things. And every single day we are trying to learn how? better tactics of how to communicate with people in relationships and in jobs and friendships. It's it's everything. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of, you know, reading and listening to podcasts like this, and they're always talking about everything being about unlearning. So that makes the most yeah. sense to me <laughs> because it's like, Annoying. yeah, we ca- yeah, we came out communicating and um, breathing. Like, for example, reading, I think it was in the four agreements, whatever, but, you know, we get mad at children when they get to the age where they're like, no, no, give me that toy. No, mine. Did it like, mm-hmm. is that, you know, that's, a form of communication. But as we grow up, we learn, don't be selfish. Share your toys. We see don't the tell ego me really no. soon. Yeah. yeah, and there's all these things. But I think, what, the ego in, like, the parent or the In the kid? child, just already wanting to, I don't want to share. This is mine. But yeah. is that ego or is that fair? I think that'd be honest. If I'm playing with my phone and somebody wants to grab it, I'm, we're, I feel like we're taught to be nice. Oh, just share and let them have. In some instances, you should share. But if, if I'm... It, it's mine. Like, no, is how I See, feel. When you put it into phone perspective, because I, I would think you know, I own my phone, so why should I feel the need to share my phone with you? But, yeah, but yeah, it's like... But if we had one nail polish color, and I was, I would be fine with, yeah, you use it too. We'll yeah, share, yeah, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think it... I like, guess, you use it first, yeah. and I'll use it. But I think that Maybe idea... Maybe it comes to, like, did you... Do you own this? Did you pay for it? I don't know. I think it's just more the, well, I guess where I'm speaking from is more just the idea of the way you're, as a kid, you're this, and then the world will, I just feel like everything shrinks, shrinks. No, don't do that. Stop doing that. Do it this way. And next thing you know, you're finding yourself an adult that has to unlearn because now we have all these memes. It's so powerful. Sometimes no is the answer. Say no, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, all throughout childhood, I got in trouble for being like, no. You know what I'm saying? But don't like, you think it would have backfired too to never have to learn to share? Or it's. I think sharing is an important principle, but I don't think that... I don't have kids yet, so I'm just saying out of my perspective, I I want my kids to be as free as possible so I can learn who they are. How am I going to know who they are if I'm telling them how to be? So it's only that side. But you should share. I feel like I just apply my B word balance to everything. Yeah. As a nanny, when I see the little girls fighting over something, if the (laughs) other one wants it, I'm not going to stop the other one from playing it. I'll just say, this is her turn. You're next. But I still would allow the child to, they had it first, Yeah, let them have their moment. I'm not just going to stop them in their tracks to share because I do think, of course, you know, they still, like you said, like, why should they just, they got it first. Like, that is fair. Yeah, because so then I, you walk around thinking you can take everything right, from everyone. That's the thing. And then, I, yeah. I, I think those principles are important to learn, but I guess it's just, it is very situational. But I, I do see what you're saying where a lot of things are just, and sometimes our, our parents don't know the difference to teach us things that they, they just, we're doing the best they can. Like we of course. do the best we can in our situation. Of so course. a lot of this behavior is just society tells you this is right. You're a parent trying to do the best you can. 
why would you question it if you just don't know, you don't know what you don't know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think, yeah, it's all a work in progress. It's all very situational and there's balance to find and everything. So yeah, that makes sense. We all, I I do think about raising kids and how it would be, and you never know until you have them. So I definitely don't want to offend any parents out there. They're like, Ooh, this girl don't know what she's talking about. Wait till that little kid comes out. So I know there's an ignorance factor there, but I do think because, um, I was a kid before we all were, there are things that I can see and acknowledge where I want to make those fine tweaks. So hopefully I don't raise children that have to heal so much from their childhood. I, I want them to feel permission to be themselves, even if it's something they think someone else doesn't like. If you say no to this person, because we've got, even with women, we have a lot of people saying yes and doing things they don't really want to do <laughs> because they'll feel guilty about making yeah. someone feel bad. A lot but of times if, in social situations, in social, events you, know, you don't want to go to and mingling with people all of those you don't things. Really care about. Yeah. Yeah. So you should, I just want to create a space here, uh, wherever I'm at, for people to be able to be themselves. I think that's the most powerful thing. We all have our own moral compass, and I trust in that. And I think we are born good for the most part, like you, we talked mm-hmm. about before, unless you're like a sociopath or a psychopath <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, we're born good and we can let loosen the reins a little bit and kind of let people be and not be so offended and not, you know, do that weird dance that sometimes we do as humans to kind of dance around what we really feel, what we really want to say. And even know. this whole sorry, not sorry thing came into play where yeah. it is saying, oh, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wanted. Yeah. Like. I know that didn't you didn't like that, but sometimes I feel guilt because I genuinely feel like I am kind of split halfway. Where if I say no to going to, you know, going out for the night or something, a lot of me is like, oh, I don't want to go out. But then another part is like, I feel bad. They've asked me three times and I never go. So I think it's because a part of me would want to be with that person and have the company, but the other part is just like not tonight. I need to prioritize like my rest over this. And And that's for you to decide. And I hope that you always feel free in making that decision and not like, oh, they're, you know, um, they're not going to ask me to hang out anymore or they're going to think this of me or that person making you feel guilty because you hurt them. Because I think they said that in the show too. Um, Guilt when we're not um, certain... We we think we did something wrong to a person we love or we hurt a person that we love. And that does bring on guilty things because you want to love on people. You don't want to make them feel bad, so to speak. But this is the part of the unwinding. Like, we also have to realize you can't make someone feel any kind of way. And that's also another that's topic. True. But, you, I'm, you know, so feel the way. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't do that. No. I uh, I do want to make a correction. I was calling the woman from the audience Vicky. Vicky oh. was actually the woman from Ireland. And her story is also really important because she spoke about. Was that about, the mountain climber? Um, she spoke about choosing to hang out with her friends instead of seeing her dad. Oh, her dad. And then yeah. She was holding on to this guilt, feeling like if she would have found him sooner, that she could have prevented him from dying. And that was. That was the unknown of all of that, because at least with the other situation, the situation was what it was. Thankfully, everyone was okay. Her situation that's looming over her head is what could have happened if I was there. And I think just that I never know what could have been different if I was there. I can see how that would be really hard to let go of. Yeah, but what I appreciated about that was all the questions that Ayanla asked and all the whys and the questions, because when they really got to the root of it, right, had root. nothing to do with the day of. So this woman, just in a nutshell, if you guys didn't listen to the podcast, she was supposed to have a, an outing with her dad on a Friday night. He didn't end up calling. She thought whatever. She went out with friends, didn't even bother following it up. 
and a month later he died, but he had pretty much been rotting in bed since that night or whatever the case was. And so she was feeling guilty. But when Ayanla asked her the right questions and uncovered things, it was way more deep rooted than that day. And that's just really powerful. The way she navigates our minds and situations, she was really able to see, okay, but what was the relationship you guys had before this? And how it what part of that are you still holding on to? So I hope that it seems like she felt pretty released from the guilt of her not being there for her father. Like, oh, my God, if I because I I get it, I probably would have felt the same thing. Like, dang, if I had just called to follow up or stop by, Mm -hmm. could I have changed the outcome? And so I don't know. I'm I'm glad they were able to kind of come to some resolve in that situation. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think I would struggle with that one because I like to control things and I'm getting better with that but this whole lingering what could have happened but uh, I guess that's when you go back to fate and things yeah. happening as they should and just trusting in God and the bigger picture and that things happen for us not to us yeah and if like you a if you argue repeated message with every situation in life yeah and then that part if you argue against reality you know um you'll suffer just need and to keep re- all these quotes hard. and just keep them up in my room <laughs> every single day. I look at them, but I did just get this quote of the day app, and it's cheesy. Oh, as you guys can judge me for it if you want, but those positive reminders make you think. And quotes are quotes for a reason because they're great. So I agree. Judge me if you want. <laughs> I have them written all over my wall. People come over, and I have this whole wall outside my door where people write positive things. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that stuff catches my eye all the time. Or if I listen to a podcast like this and something poignant comes out. I'll write it on my wall, and my eye always catches the right thing. I was going to say, do you feel like when you happen to look at something, you, yeah. that's your message? Of yes. You know what? Maybe I'm like going to put one of these on my wall. I think you should. Let's color on the walls. Let's do it. <laughs> Get back to the childlike, I know. self that we're supposed to be. I know, because I wasn't allowed when I was a kid, but I have my own house now. <laughs> oh, I remember thinking, like, I'm an adult when I can <laughs> eat dessert before dinner if I want to, but then... Yeah. Then you get a stomach ache. So I know. You live like, and learn. Mm. <laughs> My parents were kind of right about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that. Well, this was such a great discussion. I would love to jump into some news and gossip. Haley, I know you have some good things and our super soul poll. I do. So I wanted to share just we talk about how great Yanla is and how she gives us all these nuggets of wisdom. And what's really cool is she has her own podcast. So if you're thinking you love her and you want more, this is where to go. And Woo-hoo. I'm sure you can access podcasts if you're already listening to Oprah. She's on Apple iTunes as well. But what's really cool about each episode is a very specific situation. So um, you can see in the title, um, people that are gay, people that are in abusive marriages and struggle with very particular situations. It's really cool that she really breaks it down for people. And um, who knows, you could find something very relatable and life-changing on your ride to work. So I definitely recommend. Thanks for that reminder. I'm going to tune in. Fix My Life is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And then my poll, as you guys know, we will be taking a break now, but every Sunday I've been doing a poll question and this one in particular it's it's cool Mm. when you get a very landslide yes or no answer but this one was pretty much down the middle and Mm. I agree with people struggling I actually wanted to share some messages that people did reach out to me and said you know this one was tough for me it was not a and you only get a few seconds on those polls too you Mm -hmm. don't get too much time to think about it but we had a 40 per if we can go back to this thank you 42 percent says yes 58 says no so more people or kind of, I would say, with us, where they don't think it's a completely wasted emotion. I almost 
I want to get Iliana in a room and really break down our thoughts. Because oh yeah, she's gonna break it. She would break it down. I think there's more to it. I just don't mm. think it's that black and white, you know. Mm. And then I did want to share a message from a girl named Mary Gerard. She said, "Actually, after listening to the podcast, I don't know if guilt is a wasted emotion. This one was tough for me. It was a pretty bold conversation too, and I don't think had enough time to discuss the huge complexity and commonality of guilt." I don't think just repeating, I allow myself to move on and forgive, heals this deep-rooted emotion. Then she says, now I'm all confused. And she said, obviously, with the poll, people are so conflicted about guilt. So I think that just goes to show that it is this kind of back-and-forth concept. And I agree with that. It wasn't the easiest. But that's why I love podcasts like this in the same way, because anything that challenges your mind to think in a different way than you did before is how we grow, right? To confront these uncomfortable realities and questions within ourselves. I voted yes on your poll. You did? I did. So I think I'm I'm in the middle. I say yes, it's a wasted emotion to hold on to. I know. Like not to yeah. recognize existing. But at is there all. another word for that? Would it be say, guilt? Maybe we could just change the name. Yeah, maybe maybe conv- convicted. Is that too hard? What did you call it earlier? I is think that conviction. Said yeah, you know when you do something, well, and you're like, yeah, we're looking ooh, for something that. to, yeah, to title that feeling of, ooh, because I do think like, I respect that. people that say I messed up. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's our moment of I messed up. So what can we call that inner light switch that comes Correctiveness. on? <laughs> yeah, something that, but that is a good point. I completely, yeah. Hmm. I'm glad the person who responded to you had confusion about you could it. Say that I felt guilt. Yeah. And that would be, in my eyes, reasonable. Right. But if, if you're, if you're I, stuck I, in it. If I go through that, I say my spirit convicted me. That's what I know. That's my verbiage. Like, I don't know. My spirit convicted me. And I just feel like I need to reconcile in this way. Yeah. Well, and that was really cool how you recognize that there's something off because you had to get to this point where you're just feeling yeah. so bad all the time where finally <laughs> you're like, Okay, something's up. But I think you have to be there to see it because that's unfortunately what it takes sometimes to get to these breakthroughs. Is Agreed. you got to break down to break through. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, that's a good one. Maybe we'll come up with a way to keep Super Soul Poll rolling. Yeah, maybe. you know, and okay. just maybe we'll just take the polls. We should figure it out because we love you know yeah. interacting. But We're it's the like, holiday time, yeah. y'all. I know. We want to take a break. Positive one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that too. So thank you so much for sharing. I'm so glad people are so interactive. I know. That's it amazing. It actually is really cool. Yeah. To have these deeper conversations with people over Instagram, the good side of social media. You better bless the people, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I guess now would be a great time to jump into our special segment, Own Your Soul. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. My goodness. What you got, girl? I'm like, oh, um, what are we going to do this week to kind of own our soul and allow the language and tools that we receive to change our behavior in a way where it creates a shift in our life. Um, I think I'm obsessed with that quote by Byron Kate. I'm just going to read it again because I forget. Yeah, remind me. Um, where is it? The one about real, or Yeah. Oh. oh, if you argue against reality, you will suffer. Um, last week we talked, I talked about a little bit of my issues, but the word that came to me was acceptance and surrender. And I think that that is another extension of acceptance. Surrender alone and calms surrend- me down. Yeah. Oh, God. Like I'm just putting down the walls. Yeah. So I want to 
consciously give myself the space to accept reality as is. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I don't have to be like, oh, it is what it is. It could be very much like, I would like to be able to continue to look at things with fresh eyes and just, um, I don't want to argue against reality. I want to accept reality and then go from there and make choices and moving forward instead of, you know, trying to, why is this? I don't want to do that. So that's how I'm going to own my soul for this week. I love it. I, I would agree with that of not just it's not enough to listen, but to let's put these things into practice. Let's enrich our lives with this free information at our fingertips. Like, why yeah. would we not? Right. So I definitely agree with that. But I would love to continue just the fundamentals I learned as a child with breathing, conversation, the way I talk to people. I, in my in relationships with my family, sometimes it's weird. Like, I, I consider myself a pretty chill, calm person, but... Sometimes when I'm around the people I love the most, I see sides of myself I don't like. And I think I just, a part of me thinks they're always going to be there, but Mm. no one is guaranteed to always be there. So I want to just, I want to know more about that. Well, just, you know, even being a little like snappier with a sister or my dad and just maybe not talking to them as kindly as I should because I get irritated in some moments and. I want to work on that. But like, do you I'm not think... a horrific person to them. No, but not at I do all. catch yeah. myself being a little brat sometimes if if I'm frustrated with a family member and I want to work on the way I communicate. But do you think like you're you're having that moment because it's how you really feel or because you feel like you're taking advantage of family? I think it's a mix. It's a, a mix. mix of frustration and mm-hmm. um, with my mom not being in the picture, it's like a sadness thing too, but I do feel like I realized that and I, mm. I got down to the root. So even in that situation, getting down to the root of a lot of, of any issue in life, I like just in our podcast, figuring out, okay, why do you feel this way towards your dad and your situation? So, and that's I what wanna, I was thinking. Yeah, implement like, that to yeah. more things that upset me in life of, mm why let's figure out what the issue is so we can change the behavior moving forward and I've been really enjoying my 10 minute yoga video stretches and that just really calms me down in the morning and sets the tone so I want to continue those things as well I love it well we're continuing through the holiday and just continue to grow and evolve if you guys want to further the conversation while we're on break please grow my belly over break (laughs) I'm gonna try to I've got balance I gotta find the balance Thank you guys so much. We will miss you, but we'll be back January 6th. Yes, we'll be back January 6th. So please leave comments. You can watch old shows, replay, do whatever, read comments. We will check them over the holiday break and see you then. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Same time, same place in 2020, 2020. See you next year. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. You can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, underscore. Wow. On your phone, baby. Happy 2019. For what it's left of. On behalf of our PHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.